Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk, episode 15, Sebo in the house, Debo in the house. It's time to get live, but before we get started, Debo, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, got my um, beer of the month club that came in from the in-laws. They got it for me for my 40th birthday party. No big deal. Or birthday, not birthday party, but um, Newport Craft Brewing Storm Pacific Style IPA. Here we go. Not bad. It's from, I don't um, think it's Portland. the first time on the pod. I think it's been on the pod before, like we were saying earlier. That's awesome. A little repeat. And listen, I'm repeating as well. You've had it before. I've had it. Connect the dots from Progression Brewery. I'm back on my progression bullshit. This beer is incredible. It is fantastic. Look, I mean, look at that color. That's just, it's lovely. Yep. I like the head that leaves on the, on the glass. Yes. And I see yes. it still in the glass. Feel me. All right. Let's get it started. NHL is back. It's back. The bees are back. The are bees we back? Are? They're going to they're gonna play a playoff right off the gate if they ever get started. Tell me what it's all about, D. So I love this. I think, I think they are doing the, they're making the right decision here. There's no reason to play a regular. What's going to happen? A few seeds change. Right. One, one team jumps in the playoffs. I doubt it. Let's get the teams rested, get the ones that aren't going to make the playoffs healed, healed up, get them off the ice so they don't get hurt for next season. Because, you know, like we talked about, they're going to be all this time off, they're going to get – there's more uh, probability for getting hurt. So yep. keep some of these stars healthy. So it's going to be a 24-team playoff. 24 out of 31 teams. 77% of the league is making the playoffs. Give me that. Uh, I mean, it's all good. 12 from each conference. Okay. All right. So there's going to be a hub city for each conference where they are going to have secure hotels – a secure arena, practice facility, and they're going to have in-market transportation where they're not going to have to – it's going to be them. It's not going to be like we're sharing public transportation. They're getting transportation to the hotel, to the arena, to the practice facilities. They don't have to worry about anything. Which, which, this is funny because we were just saying how NHL isn't doing anything. All of a sudden, they're full bore. Let's go, right? So there's a limit of 50 personnel in the arena at a time okay. from each team. So I guess that could be 100 – or I'm sorry, for each team in the hub. And then there's a smaller amount for each in the arena for each game. Okay. So, okay. Um, and they're going to have a uh, comprehensive testing system. So what's going to happen, the 12 teams, the top four from each conference, which in the West are the Blues, the Avalanche, the Golden Knights, and the Anaheim Ducks, okay. are going to play a round robin. So whoever – ends up 4-0 or 3-1 with the best record or best goal difference is going to be the one seed, and they'll be the top four seeds. Okay. Then they have the qualifying round, which will be a best of five. So the five versus 12, six versus 11, seven, 10, eight, nine, just like any other thing. So you have Oilers, Blackhawks, you have Predators, Coyotes, Canucks, Wild, Flames, and Jets. They'll play their best of, and they will be reseeded according to – the worst team will play the top seed, just like they normally do in hockey. Um, and just to give the matchups for the East, Bruins, yes. Lightning. What'd you say? I said, yes, give me the Bruins. The Bruins, which Listen. I'm reading over here. Fox Bet has them as a plus 400 favorite to win the Stanley Cup. 
I'm here for it. Let's go. I am too. I love it. So Bruins, Lightning, Caps, and Flyers are your top four seeds in the East with the Pens versus Canadians, Hurricanes versus Rangers, Islanders versus Panthers, Leafs versus Blue Jackets. What are your thoughts on all this? I love it. Feed, feed me all of the, the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think, I think we said it last time. The best thing about the NHL is the playoffs. And the only way they were going to get people's attention is if they came back and said, we're, we're doing playoffs. And that every single game matters. Because yep. like, like we were saying, if you do a regular season, even if it's 10 games, even if it's five games, no one's watching those games. Unless you're a fan of a team that might make the playoffs. But the reality is at this point – Almost every team's going to make the playoffs. And those teams that aren't making the playoffs, you know what? Too bad, so sad. You had most of the season to get it together. Yeah. I mean, but, think about it. You're thinking there's teams like San Jose Sharks aren't in this. It, it, there's some teams that normally are in the playoffs that just aren't going. And I'm going to cry no tears for those teams. You know what? Absolutely. Right. Here's the deal. The NHL is going to take it, taking a huge hit on this anyway financially because they're not going to have anybody in the stands, right? Yep. They need people to tune in. They need people to be watching on TV. And this is the only way that they're going to do it is by, is by making it a playoff situation and making every game matter. That means the players are going to come out. They're going to play hard. That means that you know the intensity is going to be up. And that, that's what we want. Now, the only thing that I, I, I wanted to ask is, so they're doing these two hub cities. I assume it's just one rink, one arena. So are we saying that they're just going to be playing games up and down the day, all day, every day, just – you know, yeah. So I say I can say that I didn't see that. Um, yeah. But I mean, if it's one, like they really said, one arena. So they're they're gonna have to play what three games in a, a day, probably. Like this just makes four. me feel like I'm about to watch the NCAA tournament of NHL hockey. Like, give me like the noon game, the three game, the six game, the nine well, game. Like, I mean, that's fine. But you're gonna talk about they're gonna have to have an hour to disinfect everything, all the benches, all the the locker room. Yeah, I mean, so, they're not going to be able to play back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Right, but right, like, right. feed me, like, the three games a day NHL, I'm here for it. And, I mean, is this where you might start seeing some interesting advertising? Maybe they start putting advertising logos on jerseys, like the um, – I mean, I, they probably can't do that. In the middle like, of the season. So, what I will say is I, what the soccer – like, what, what the German Bundesliga has done so far is, you know, the one side of the field that has the advertising that you can see – they've built that up a little bit higher yep. so that it's bigger one because that they have, they probably can advertise a little bit more at this point, but two, it also helps that now you can't see the fact that there's nobody in the stands. So I wouldn't be surprised if they put some advertising up on the, on the, on the, on the side there, the plexiglass so that like they can do a little bit more advertising and you can't really see that there's nobody in the stands. And I think, I mean, we have the LED stuff where they can put it on the ice. I think you're going to see them trying to find as much money as they possibly can with advertising, with the ratings are going to be out of the roof yeah. and start pushing things that are big online right now. Right, right. Speaking of tournaments, the NBA is talking about coming back and doing a similar thing. They're talking about coming back and doing a one-seeded, one-through-16 playoff tournament. And one of the things I read today was that they're talking about doing kind of a similar thing to the World Cup where they break them into four groups and they do group stage where every team plays everyone once and the top two teams come out of that and then they go into a, a winner-take-all situation. Got it. What do you think about that? I mean, that would be really cool. I didn't see that. I saw just the 16 seeds and it would just be – it's not going to be broken down by conference. It would just be the top 16 records. And, yeah. Um, 
listen, uh, same thing. They're, they're going to do it. They saw the, they saw the NHL put this news out there. And I think they're like, you know what? It's probably time. I, I know they want to do it, but what are they going to do? They're going to play five games. And then Dame, uh, Damian Lillard already said he doesn't want to play if he's not going to make the playoffs. Why come back for five games? Let these players – I mean, that, so what's going to end up happening is you're going to get five – you know, you're going to get all those teams tanking, and that could really change some of the playoffs. And the reality is they're probably going to end up playing some scrimmages against each other, and they'll get a couple of games under the belt, and they're just going to go for it. And, and, and again, everybody's going to be on the same page in terms of, like, where they're at fitness-wise, where they're at quality-wise. I love the group stage idea because – Every team plays everyone once, and you kind of give yourself the opportunity. The good teams are more than likely going to advance. Like, that's the point of the group stage. It does yeah. give a team an opportunity to kind of, like, sneak through, except the difference is in, in the NBA there would be no ties, right? Like, that's the only thing about, about the World Cup situation that kind of can mess with the points. Yep. The reality is the best teams are probably going to come through, and then they're going to be able to go into a seven-game series and it's going to be phenomenal. You have the top eight teams, one versus eight, two versus seven, whatever. It's going to be phenomenal. Feed me these two organiz- or these two leagues coming back and jumping right into the playoffs. Like, that's what I want in my life. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. A couple podcasts ago, you were kind of like, that. Yeah, the, the product's going to be a little terrible to watch. It's, gonna, it's not going to be good. It li- uh, I don't it's know. It's not going to be good. That, there's no chance that guys that have basically taken – two months off of the highest level of sports are going to be able to get back on the field or I'm sorry, back on the court or back on the ice and hit the shots and move the way they did two months ago. No chance. Shooting percentages are going to be down. Folks are going to not be, there's probably going to be more goals in hockey. That'll be good. Right. But like, you're not going to see 115 to 108 games. It's going to look more like the, the nineties bulls where it's like 98 to, 85 because folks are not going to be hitting shots it doesn't matter though we're going to have sports we're going to have competitive sports we're going to have tournaments we're going to have playoffs it's going to be amazing it is going to be pretty awesome i look forward to seeing something on tv because i'll tell you what i have not watched um any of the the kbo i haven't i'm not gonna lie i haven't watched any of the the the, i didn't watch the freaking tom brady peyton manning show off for golf i didn't watch that so like let's since we you brought it up i think we should have a quick sidebar about this so here's my thing you put it on memorial day weekend on sunday like i completely forgot it was on i was outside doing yard work it's not like we and maybe they expected well everyone's kind of holed up in their house they're gonna watch it like i saw all the i didn't even see highlights yet because i was like oh i was kind of irritated that it was on what are your thoughts of putting it on sunday memorial day weekend I think you and I did a bad job of being sports podcasters. We should have told our wives, listen, this is for the brand. This is for the business. I need to be glued to the TV. You take the kids out, do what you got to do. But we need to be in front of the TV watching this. We failed, man. Like this is a huge, like we need to be in front of the TV when sports are on because we cannot deliver this product if we're not watching sports, that's a failure on us. And I, you know what? Like I should have been on the phone with you saying like, D drop what you're doing. Stop cleaning up the yard. Stop chopping up wood. We need to be watching this golf right now. We need to be live tweeting it. We need to be Facebook live in it. We need to be doing all of that. We failed. We got to get okay. our together. Well, that's fine. Now we failed. Think about it on the other side, other people that were doing things. 
Like, I, listen, I on it. Like, I don't know the ratings. I don't know the ratings how it worked out. But I, I mean, I saw people uh, posting on Facebook about it. And Twitter was blowing up. I mean, folks that were, and I, the reason I say that is that folks that are like sports folks, that's what they did on Sunday. They were in front of the TV. Yeah. In every little bit about that, Charles Barkley talking shit to Brady. Brady talking shit to Charles, Peyton Manning dropping hot fire to Brady, like all of that stuff. Like Brady splitting his pants. Correct. Like Tiger Woods looking like he he can do something. Like the everybody was on it that was into sports because this is the moment that people are waiting for. And that's the thing. Like when sports comes back, when it comes back, like I get the KBO isn't as 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 relevant as as these sports. When American sports comes back in one of these, you know, major sports. It's going to be everything. Yeah. Like it's go- people are going to stop what they're doing and say, okay, it's back. All right, eight o'clock tonight. I gotta sit in front of the TV. I gotta watch sports. And for no other reason, just to see what's going on, just to feel a little bit normal again. Yeah. Because right now we aren't like I turn on the TV every night and YouTube TV usually tells me like, here are the sports that are playing right now. And it's like, here's a game from 2002. And I'm like, oh, let me watch it. And it's not in HD and I'm pissed. what the the hell am i watching why is this soccer field blurry hashtag first world problems correct all right speaking of first world problems but maybe not major league baseball and its players are currently in a bit of a tussle about how players are going to get paid for the season now players are already taking probably a 50 percent discount based on an 82 game season that's kind of the mentality right now so they're already going to take that pay cut which makes sense because they're only playing half the games. The owners today brought up a a new proposal and it eerily similar to what the NFL did in which they're going to make the top players earn significantly less percentage wise than its lowest paid players. They're pitting the players against each other. These, these lower paid players, players that make a million dollars or less are still going to retain about 50% of their salaries players at the high end are going to be making somewhere close to 25, 30% of their salary. It hasn't, it hasn't like, it hasn't gone to a vote. It hasn't passed. It's still in, in the negotiating stages. What are your initial thoughts on that? I mean, they've already asked them to take the pay cut. It's based off of an 82 game season. Like we talked about, and I'm sorry, you're losing money. You're rich. You like, Oh, I don't remember what comedian said it, but like Shaq is rich. There's, there's another thing called wealth. These owners are wealthy. Right. They can afford to eat a little for one year. Cause I'll tell you what, when this, when we're open back up for real and people can go to games, people are going to be dropping dough at these games and they're going to make all their losses right back up. I'm sorry. Your bottom line isn't perfect right now. No one's is suck it up, pay your, you know, live up to your contract, just like you want the players to do right? and pay them. No, I couldn't agree more. And this is one of those things where I hope the players stick together. I hope they can come through and say, listen, it's not good enough. And I get it. You know, one of the things, one of the, the numbers has been thrown out is the fact that um, what's his face. Garrett Cole is going to make 35 million this year. That's already going to get cut in half to 17, but now they're talking about him only coming away with 7.8 million you're asking a lot for a player who just signed a new contract, just worked his tail off to sign that, that deal that's going to set him up for life. Now you're going to say, listen, we want you to make not even close to half. 
where yeah. again, I get that a player that's only making a million dollars is still going to come away with, you know, a little under $500,000, but I just worry that this just sets a bad precedence. The NFL just did this. They just pitted the players against each other and the players voted to do it. And you know that it had a lot to do with those players that don't make a lot of money, that need this money, that need that contract. And, and unfortunately, I don't know that the, the Major League Baseball owners have as much clout as the NFL in this yeah. situation. I don't know if they're going to be able to push them, push them around as much. Um, again, guaranteed salaries in, the Major League, in Major League Baseball, players can kind of hold firm a little bit more. Yeah, I, no, I agree. I think um, with NFL, you had a lot of the – it's more the veterans were like, seriously, you're not, you're not setting up for the future. You're worried about right now. So I think the veterans, you know, really voted this down. They were irritated by the – the younger kids just looking not to the future, but to the right. The right now. So I think that this might change how the MLB goes about the vote. I think it may not even go to vote because you might get enough kickback from the players that they're like, you know what, let's not do this and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. The, these, again, these are, as I mentioned last episode, these are the same owners they get taxpayers to pay for their stadiums, even though they're billionaires. You mentioned wealth. These guys are just trying to keep their pockets lined. And, and, and again, like, and this is one of the things that I just read right before we got on was how the A's um, general manager sent out a note to all the major minor league players. And so um, minor league players are getting $400 a week, which isn't a lot of money. No, they're getting health insurance, but they're, they're, the requirement is that they get paid through May 31st, $400 a week. The That's a five days. A's GM sent out a letter that said, as of May 31st, we're not giving you any more money, but you can't go, go out and you have to honor our contract. You can't go out and, and earn any money with any other clubs. You can't, basically, you can only do what we want you to do. That, yeah. We're not going to pay you to do that anymore. So keep just sitting at home doing nothing, making no money. Like we, we are in unprecedented times. I get that, but like, and I get, I don't have this kind of money where I'm paying people to do things. Like that's not the world I live in. Right. It's crazy to me that these owners and Oakland A's are a perfect example of a team that spends a little bit of money, turns out a good product and is hanging on by a thread. But these are still billionaires that own these teams that are like, in these hard times, kind of turning a blind eye to like the reality that these are the people that have gotten you to the point of where you are right now. Yep. I agree. And it pisses me off. All it right. It piss us off. <clears throat> All right. NFL. We're going to finish on the NFL. A couple of notes, a couple of things that have happened. Um, many camps are going to open in June, um, which is great. New York yep. is open. The Bills can go practice. Time to get exercising, guys. Time to get working. Um, I did read a note today that owners are planning for full stadiums this fall. Any thoughts on that? I mean, good luck with that. I, I mean, listen, they, what they said was we're going to plan for it until medical professionals tell us otherwise. So I think they're saying we're going to sell the tickets. We're going to do what we can, get the money coming in, and then just – if they can't do it, they'll find a way to um, probably not give the money back. We've talked about this in other podcasts where they'll credit you to more tickets in the future or maybe a pro shop or something. I mean, they also said they have plans for a three-quarter stadium and a half stadium. So I think, I think people like to see, oh, they're planning on going full. Like, of course, 
Of course, owners want to go with a full. Yes, everyone's plan, I think, would be let's do it full stadium. Again, September. That's June, July, August. You got three more months before. Well, you, and, you and, really have to, I mean, you don't have to make that decision for what? Beginning of August when preseason games start? Right. And the reality is, you know, if we're being honest, there is this kind of feeling that, that COVID is going to die down in, in, the, summer, in the summer, into yep. the fall. And then maybe these owners are thinking, listen, if I can get one or two home games packed full of stadiums and then you shut it down and you go to 50%, or you go to 25% or whatever it may be in November, December, like they might go for it. Um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, I still don't think that, that they're going to end up with full stadiums, but good for them for talking about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's you got to look on the positive side. I don't know if you saw my face, but you were talking about go down to like 25% in the winter. And then I'm just thinking like if there's a crazy spike in the winter and next thing you know, we're talking about a Super Bowl with no fans. It just, it was I, just listen, scary the, the reality is, is that we are in unprecedented times and no one knows what's going to happen. Listen, by next February, maybe we have a better sense of what's going on. If there's one league that's going to push the boundaries, it's probably going to be the NFL. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, we could be looking at a, a Super Bowl that's, that's a whole lot of pumped in fan noise, which is what the German Bundesliga did this yeah, year. Yeah, I've been reading that. That's, I mean, why not? Listen, I watched a game. I heard the noise. It wasn't bad. And what it does do is it kind of drowns out a lot of the echo that you hear in an empty stadium, which if you have never seen a game in an empty stadium, you don't realize that like you can hear everybody talking, you can hear the coaches screaming, and that little bit of fan noise makes it really nice. So, I mean, on that same thing, um, All Elite Wrestling, which is AEW, they're new, they're competitors, they're owned by the Jacksonville Jaguars owner, Khan. They actually for the last few weeks have been putting like their people their their jobbers their people that are like still working as to become professional wrestlers um or sports entertainers um in the stands to kind of make some noise cheer uh and then wwe decided to follow suit this past week so i think they're like oh what can we do to kind of drown out and not make it so boring like i watched money in the bank with jacob and you know one guy is like doing his normal catchphrase he's like hey philadelphia what's up and normally people yell what's up right back to him and he's just like ah so crazy so there's trying to difference here d huge difference fake wrestling real sports scripted wrestling and real sports and real sports absolutely (laughs) back to the nfl flacco's with the jets Get excited. But when? He can, he's cleared to start throwing. Okay. He's going to be their starter. Ready? I can't speak exactly to when I'm going to be ready, but it will not be week one. He will be the starter at the end of the season. He shouldn't even have been the starter in Denver last year. He's a Super Bowl quarterback. He is a Super Bowl quarterback that just had surgery on his neck. Yep, he's gonna. He'll be the starter. That's that's my prediction. That's my. I, prediction. I don't think so because Darnold is much better than Joe Flacco. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Well, anyway, I mean, it's gonna <laughs> lead into something. Probably. Let's just. Is Joe Flacco elite? No. Was he? Okay. Sure. <laughs> he, he had two elite seasons. But here's my question: How is Joe Flacco getting signed over Cam Newton? 
because Cam Newton isn't willing to be a backup. That's it. I mean, that's, that's the reality. Cam Newton wants to be a starter, and there's no clear path right now in the NFL to being a starter, starting quarterback if you're Cam Newton. And my guess is the teams that have offered him a contract are teams that are using him as an insurance policy, right? They, yeah. they want him, and they probably are willing to give him a decent chunk of change. Yeah. But the reality is he might never see the field. And if he's not going to see the field, Cam Newton doesn't want to play. And I get that. And, and, like, if that means sitting out a year, then he sits out a year and, and tries to earn an opportunity back. Again, if a quarterback goes down in, in the first training camp, I mean, I mean he, he's right. Like, that's my thing about Cam Newton is he's going to wait it out because there's going to be an injury to a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, right? that's fair. From now until the start of the season, there's going to be a starting quarterback that gets hurt probably. And if that's a playoff team or that's a team that's on the come up and they need a starting quarterback, Cam Newton's going to be able to step in. I still think that the Redskins should get him just in case Haskins isn't ready. But, but here's the thing. Or isn't good. But here's the thing, like, with a guy like Haskins, throw him out there for 16 games and see what happens. You've already invested in him. Like, what's the point of, of – you're already in rebuild mode. Like, what's the point of, of playing him eight games and being like, oh, he doesn't have it. Let's bring in Cam Newton. Cam Newton's not going to take the Redskins anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Right? Like, I, th- I see him as, like, you know, a fringe playoff team or a playoff team – loses their quarterback, and they're like, listen, let's throw Cam Newton a bone. Let's give him some money. He can come back. He can prove himself if he does well. Or if he doesn't do well, they can say, well, we went out and signed the best guy available, and it didn't work out, and now Cam Newton doesn't have a future. Now he's got to be a backup. He doesn't want to be in a position where he takes the backup role, never gets to play, and then becomes a backup for the rest of his career. I think that Cam Newton will be fine. I think if he does not play this year, though, I don't think he comes back. I think he will. I think he will play this year, and I think it's going to be an injury, like you said. Yeah. All right. Speaking of guys that might not play this year, Devonta Freeman hasn't been signed yet. Is considering or willing to skip this year to sit out this year, but came out and said he's got ten more years in him. (laughs) <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? He hasn't even had 10 years to play. What is he, what, Here's what my is thing. That, what, is, what are we talking about? He is waiting for this big payday that running backs just don't get anymore unless you're Ezekiel Elliott, he Saquon Barkley. He got a little bit of a payday. He got his big contract. Yeah, but he's not getting that big. But he's waiting for even more. He thinks that he is one of the top six running backs, and he's not. <laughs> he was a stud – he was a stud for what? Football teams, but like two years. He's injury prone now. Yeah. And I don't know. I and if you are injury prone as a running back, you are not gonna get big money. He needs to accept a a either a split with another running back or some kind of like third down back because he's good out of the backfield. He's good right. for big plays, but I don't think he's your every down back. I, I'll say this: he'll get a job, right? Like, I mean he'll get a job if he's willing to put in the work. And I think there's an opportunity. I, I, again, I look at him as like a lot of these veteran running backs now are probably willing to kind of play this game because again, similar to Cam Newton, if there's an injury in the next couple of months, I mean, and we, we're going to talk about Carlos Hyde to the Seahawks in a minute. Yeah. If there's an injury in a couple of months, here's a guy that a couple of years ago was one of the best running backs in the league. 
Yeah. That's a fair statement. It's a fair statement. Now he's not that guy anymore, but he's going to help a team, whatever teams he's on. And again, the difference is now you sign some like $1 million deal, a whole bunch of, uh, you know, incentives, not a lot of guarantee. Whereas in a couple of months, if there's a couple of injuries to some running backs, now he can say, give me a couple of mil guaranteed and I'm ready to go. Right. Again, like it's kind of that balance between like, I want to be able to pick where I'm going, but also I want to make a little bit more money. And so I get it. I don't think he's going to play 10 more years, but like I respect the hell out of his hustle. I like it. Speaking of speaking of hustle, Carlos Hyde is with the Seahawks. I like it. Me too. It's an easy, easy, smart move. They still got Chris Carson. Who it's Carson. Is, who's the other guy? They're both kind of injured. Oh, uh, right? Brett, uh, Richard, Richard Penny. Yeah, they're both kind of banged up. So yeah, here's but I mean, Carson is an absolute monster when he's healthy. Yep. Problem is, we just talked about once your injury plague, you're, you know, you, as a running back, you're just kind of going to be starting to split and it's going to be a timeshare. And, you know, this probably means that we're not going to get um, beast mode back. We're not going to have Marshawn Lynch eating right. skills until maybe, what, week 12, week 14, <laughs> when both the running backs are out and he comes back again, makes right. some money right. and right. makes a run in the playoffs again. Yeah. So, no, it's a smart move. I think Carlos Hyde is smart. I mean, he got a ton of run with Houston. He did better than Lamar um, Smith. Lamar Smith? The guy that got hurt. Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Wow, Lamar Smith, Lamar Miller, whatever. I was going to say Lamar Hunt. I don't even know. That's like the owner of like the some team. So he did better than Lamar Miller did when Lamar Miller was healthy with the, the Texans because he was given every chance to succeed. Right. But Hyde was – was awesome. And then Hyde can protect Carson on the goal line, can protect mm-hmm. Penny on the goal line. So maybe he doesn't get, you know, the 200 touches he got last year, but he, he'll probably see a good 125, 150 as long as everyone's healthy. And again, like the, he's now at this point, probably the starter because those two guys are still coming back. Now he might not be the starter when the season begins, but like right. he's going to get an opportunity. And again, it gives the Seahawks a chip if all three guys get healthy and then somebody gets hurt on another team, you can pick up an extra draft pick here and there. That's just kind of the name of the game in the NFL is you, you kind of hoard these assets and hope that your guys stay healthy and then you can trade these guys off for, for pennies on the dollar. What do you think that sales pitch sounded like? Hey, we have two running backs who were starters at one point. Do you want to come be our third running back? Like, how do you sell well, that on someone? Neither of them are healthy. Like, that's the thing. Like, Penny and Carson are both still on the shelf. They're not 100% yet. And Hyde doesn't have a job. And you say, listen, you're going to have every time, every opportunity to win the starting job. And as we've seen in place after place after place, look at San Francisco last year. Mossford or whatever his name is. That guy's not even on the, on the radar at the beginning of the season. Yeah, they had Mossford. He, had... he, blows, he blows all the other running backs out of the water. Like, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately deal. And I, what I'm guessing the pitch was – you get to go out and work with Russell Wilson. You're going to get a ton of opportunities. You're going to run the ball. You're going to catch the ball. And if you're hot, we're not taking you out of the line. Because let's be honest. I mean, Russell Wilson doesn't – they run the ball a ton. Russell right. Wilson averages like 27 passes a game, and he's ridiculous with all 27. Let's be honest. Like, what he does with how little attempts he has is amazing. Right. And, you know, that's just their game. Let's run the ball and then – play good defense, and then if Russ needs to make a play, he'll make the play because like, Lockett and Metcalf 
And here's the deal. If he has a good season, they're probably going to sign him and bring him back. Like that's, that's the running back world that we live in nowadays is that it's all about what have you done for me lately? And if you've done something for me, I'm going to keep you around. And if not, you could probably find another job somewhere else. I mean, Carlos Hyde has been on like seven teams in the last four seasons. But he's been good on all of them. Correct. So before I know you have one thing you want to ask me, but I have a few names and that, that are still free agents. Okay. That are kind of crazy that they're still free agents. One is – What am I doing here? What, what, what's my – You tell me when, if, where they might get signed. Okay. And there's a, there's a couple of them, so. I'm here for it. it. All right, so here we go. Russell Wilson's ex-teammate at this point, Jadavian Clowney. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, the Jets have been rumored to, to, to be interested in him. That's going to be an interesting one. Again, that's, that's a guy that if he comes on your team, like he makes a huge impact right away. Like he's the real deal. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's got to be a money thing. It's got to be – I mean, now he said that he'll take the one-year big money deal. But, again, like, there's not a lot of money on a lot of teams. There's not a lot of salary cap money. And so, I don't know. In terms of team, I don't know. At this point, I think he doesn't sign until until somebody has a need. Yeah. You know? and, and they can say to him, look, we can guarantee you – we can guarantee that you're going to be as valuable for us as the money that we're going to pay. But that is a crazy one. Yeah, it's crazy. Not as crazy because he's kind of been in a decline the last few years. Clay Matthews. I don't know, man. I, I didn't even know he was a free agent. Yeah. But I know that like the Rams, he and the Rams are kind of disputing about the 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 bonus structure of the money that he's owed. Uh, again, Clay Matthews can do one thing and one thing only. And he's in he, in his prime, he was phenomenal at rushing the passer. He's not when, in his prime anymore. Right. When he got moved to inside linebacker, he took a huge – I mean, he tried to do everything he could. Like, he was trying to help that defense, and I appreciated everything he did. You know, it might have really stunted what what would have made him probably one of the best. But, he, you know, he did what he had to do to help the team, and that's, and that's great. But I, I agree. I mean, he'd have to take a, almost a veteran's minimum at this point. Well, I, again, and we've been talking about a lot in this episode, it's going to come down to – Training camp opens, preseason starts. There's an injury here or there. I need an edge rusher. I need somebody who can get after the quarterback on third down. Clay Matthews is your guy. Uh, uh, Jadavian Clowney's a little bit more – he's much more than that. But, yep. like, Clay Matthews is a guy that you could probably pay a couple million to and have him rush the edge on third down. On third down, yeah. But other than that, like, he's not hes not a third down – not a three-down linebacker. He's not a two-down linebacker. This is a guy that is, is has one, one role and one role only, unfortunately. I'm not going to go through the whole list because there's a there's a few really good names, but I, I think we kind of hit like someone like Lashawn McCoy, who is going to you know it's going to someone's going to have to get hurt for him to get signed, yeah. and I think that's probably where we're at with him. Um, so I'll go with one more, Logan Ryan. I mean, New England, Detroit, like pick a pick a New England Patriot disciple team and go from there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's the guy, if the guy still wants $10 million a year, he's going to be sitting on the sidelines all season. But again, I just think, I think, yeah, I think if, if he's willing to take a huge pay cut, he'll end up in New England. If he's willing to take a little bit of a pay cut, he might end up in somewhere in Detroit, though they just drafted a top, you know, their cornerback with a top pick. They've got two really good cornerbacks. 
I mean, this is a guy that's going to, again, I hate to say it, but I have to wait until there's an injury to get anywhere close to the money that he wants. Good luck, Logan. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Like, the, like the, the type of players that are still out there that would at least be given a little bit of a shot and just haven't. And, I, and, maybe, and maybe it has to do with, you know, the situation that's going on with coronavirus. They don't get a chance to work them out. Right. And see what if they're if what they got, and that's and that their name just isn't good enough anymore. I agree. All right, stop ducking, D. We got we got to talk about the Green Bay Packers. We got to yep. talk about Montrevious Adams getting pulled over, getting arrested. What's up with your boy, man? What's he doing? Why is he Why is he got to pull at Oliver? Why is he got to get arrested? Okay. I mean, he wasn't. Why is he got to get arrested, D? There was no DUI. There was no DUI, so there's that. I mean, he got pulled over for suspended registration. What is it? Like, bro, pay your money and get your car registered, and you're fine. I mean – Or so have to... somebody do it for you, right? Like, right. Hey, you, you got all this money. Like, I pay my car registration on time. Go get it done. Yeah. Driving without – so it's not even that he was driving without insurance. He was driving without his – he couldn't prove he had insurance. Now, I don't know if he had it, but that's the, that's the other charge. And then he had less than an ounce of weed on him. So what, what do we got like? I, I mean, it, okay, it's the law in Georgia that you can't have weed on you. Fine. You're not in Massachusetts. You're not in Colorado. You're not in wherever else it's right. legal. Right. So you have to know the rules of the state. You're from there. Like he's from – he went to Auburn, but he's from Georgia. Yeah. Bro, bro, bro listen, I don't believe this guy at all. This, uh, th nothing is going to happen. He's not I mean, I agree. He's not going to get suspended. He's going to pay his 3K. Georgia needs to get over themselves and legalize weed. Like, everybody take a deep breath. You just got to give you a hard time. I mean, no, you, I mean, you're not giving me a hard time. I mean, hopefully, he, you know, he's lucky he didn't end up like that other guy that was down in Georgia this weekend. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. So, I mean, yeah. Anyway. All right, man. Episode 15 is in the books. Remember, get to iTunes, subscribe, like on Instagram, like us on Facebook. Get with us, man. Beers up, sports talk. Checking out. Any last words for us, Debo? Get with us now, because once we blow up, we don't want you. No, just kidding. We're always oh, going to want you. you. No, we're, we're always going to want you. We're always going to want you. All right. Let's go. Later.